Welcome to the With Clarity and Purpose podcast with your host, Janet Borrego. Each week, I bring you an inspiring person or message to empower you to live life on your terms so you can be who you want to be, do what you are meant to do, and have the life you deserve to have. We will provide you with practical and cutting-edge approaches to continue getting clarity and direction on your path, mastering your mindset, and gaining confidence to tap into your inner wisdom so you can live on purpose. episode of With Clarity and Purpose, and I am beyond excited for today's episode. I have to be honest, I've had a couple of meetings today, and the one meeting I was really looking forward to was <laughs> this interview with this amazing guest that has an energy that will get you out of your chair, out of the car. She is something else, and I cannot wait for you to meet her. I'm talking about Kimberly Lodge, who is a business coach and energy healer based in New York City. She helps women make bank and magic doing what they love. She has been featured in many major publications, including Business Insider, Greatest, Money, and many more. Let's introduce her because she's here. How are you, Kimberly? <laughs> I'm so good. Also, that intro was fire. <laughs> <laughs> I took it from your website, but all the credit goes to you. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much. Kimberly and I met because it was kind of like a mastermind plus course, plus coaching. It was a hybrid of every single thing. And I was reviewing the website for this offering and I saw Kimberly's testimonial and I started seeing her in all the calls. And I was like, I need to connect to this beautiful soul because, <laughs> I mean, your energy is something else. And we connected via Zoom and then I went to an event in New York and I asked shamelessly, <laughs> I asked Kimberly to stay with her and she was so kind that allowed me to stay with her. I think it was two nights. So thank you so much for that, Kimberly. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was a pleasure and such an honor to host you. Also such a reflection too, like all of the things that you're saying about me, I felt about you. It's like this vibrant energy radiating off of the screen on Zoom and then in person. I was like, we have to be like, friends. <laughs> oh my God. We have the same frequency. So I just love it. And I mean, I needed to bring you to this podcast. So more people from my audience, they get to know you. Kimberly, tell us about yourself. Where you are from originally? Where do you live? I said New York City. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I was born in Gemini skies in California. I love California to this day. Like it is like my soul state, that part of the world that I feel like, yeah, it's just like super expansive and uplifting and all these things. And throughout childhood, like moved all around the Midwest, even Texas. I know you live in Texas near where I used to live, yeah. <laughs> but background wise, my dad is from Ohio. So very Midwestern American type dude. And my mom's from Matamoros, Tamaulipas in Mexico. So I've always had this kind of duality in my life. I think that has primed me for being in business, for being in like the spiritual space, for being in any context, really, because I always see 
there's two sides to everything and you can be everything. Like everybody is so multidimensional and so like fascinating. There's so many parts to ourselves. I think embracing all of that is something that's become pretty core to who I am as a person. I love it. And I can totally see all of those qualities and values. So that's beautiful. So you come from an American and then a Latin kind of culture, right? A background. I love that combination. Yes, I love it. And she's very Latin. I love how you include some words in Spanish between the English. And I'm like, that's something I got to practice because I usually, if I speak Spanish online, I speak a lot of Spanish too, but I think you do it in a really cool manner. So sometimes like a mija like comes out of me. That's super yeah. Mexican. Or like I went to my abuela house and I'm like, that was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Also the reggaeton, like we can't forget the reggaeton love of my life. (laughs) The reggaeton. I remember when we were in New York in that Uber, you had that cell phone like blasting that Uber with reggaeton. (laughs) I mean, I love it. Old school perreo, (laughs) y'all. You know, some of my friends make fun of me because I don't know any new reggaeton song. I remember all the old school reggaeton songs. So I'm with you, girl. Okay, so business... (laughs) Coach, I mean, how did Kimberly start in her career and how did this evolve to being a business coach to women? I'm just curious. So I love how it evolved because if you had told me maybe like when I graduated college or even high school, that's what I was going to start to do eventually, I would have been like, huh? Because I was not at all interested in business as a study, like going to business school and my school, like my university at the time had an amazing one, an amazing business school. I actually took classes in the department right next door in the psychology department and would always see, like, I was like always right there, right by the business school. And it never called to me, never. Like, I was like, ew, you guys have to take econ. No, thanks. (laughs) I was psychology, right? Yeah, I was, I studied psychology and then also got like a different array of minors in dance, international studies. I was all over the place. I was a Gemini in her <laughs> element, like, <laughs> I like doing all the things. And I ended up landing a job as a program director for a nonprofit that had international locations and eventually was promoted to basically take over operations because the founder wanted to go back to school herself. And so I took over this entire international nonprofit based on the premise that dance education should be available for all nonprofits. I hope everybody listening knows that they are like pretty interesting business models. Like it's like for-profit, there's for-profit and there's non-profit. And I kind of throughout my time there was like, it's like this business model is kind of limiting. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what could be possible if I started my own business and made it for-profit. Like I kind of started to get those little signs, even from my body. Like I remember having random things popping up health-wise while I was kind of in that position. I lived in San Francisco and in Panama for that position, like Panama, the country, not PTY. <laughs> For Panama City in the country, but then there's what, like PCB or something, Panama City yeah, Beach for Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I'm like, okay, got it. <laughs> so Panama, the country in Central America. And I just noticed like all this stuff, like starting to pop up. It's like, what is going on with my body? Like, why am I getting pink eye randomly? Like I never get pink eye or I would get these awkward spasms that like would take me to the floor pretty much like almost like a seizure, but a little less intense, but intense Mm -hmm. enough for me to be like, what is going on? So my body was like calling to me 
And it was like, you need to get out. And I had no idea what it looked like on the other end, but I was like, okay, like I got to do my own thing. Like I knew it wasn't part of my journey to jump into a different career in a setting where somebody was the boss of me, because even though I had so much ownership over what I was doing with the nonprofit, it was still wasn't mine. And I wanted like full ownership over whatever I was dedicating my day to day to. And I knew that, like, I knew that was part of what I wanted in the future. So I was 25 when I hosted my first like coaching workshop, you could say, and it was an array of people. There was like about 15 people there in this like aerial studio, this aerial dance studio that my friend owns. And it was the perfect setting (laughs) for that. We were all sitting in circle and talking about our dreams. I was like, yeah, like this is so exciting. And eventually that evolved. Yeah, go ahead. to get there okay so you left okay. your profit like yes an event to attract people yes even as a business owner who have had my business like two years almost two years out of corporate too like how did you gain the courage to really make it happen what was the mindset needed to get there janet i had inspiration from my former boss, who was the founder of this nonprofit, who founded it at 25. And I happened to be 25 as well. Wow. And I was like, if I don't do this now, when the hell am I going to do it? So it's like, I'm 25, got to do something. Let's put up a website or let's do this or let's do the LLC, all that stuff. The workshop was the first thing that was my actual, like an offer, right? Something that people paid for. I think the courage for that, I was like, I was on a deadline. I'm like, before I turn 26, I'm doing something. I just set that goal for myself. I was like, I didn't have time to think about or ruminate on if it was going to work or not. I was like, I have a deadline. I'm not going to be 25 forever, which if someone's listening, they're like, okay, well, I'm 35 or 45 or 55 or 75, whatever it is. And like, Maybe you feel something similar, like if not now, then when? Be like, by the time I'm 76, (laughs) something's going to happen. Like anything. Yeah. SES. That's right. And then the courage to leave. My body was pushing me out. Like I could almost feel like if I kept going that way, that my health would decline even more. And it wasn't even at the point where I would necessarily think there was something dire happening, but I was like, this is not optimal. And when our body is sending us signals like that, like we're having things happen that like the doctor can't really explain, or we have to go to the doctor a lot or other things that you just like, I have to take medication or pills, which I don't love to do mostly. Like I'm kind of homeopathic and more about the nutrition end of things myself. But if you notice that you have to do certain things more often and you get sick more often, that's definitely a sign from the body that something's off whether it's physically, of course, that can be the case. But for me, I knew it was energetically and emotionally. I felt like I was not doing the thing that I was meant for, that I was born for. And I know you feel that too, right? Like everyone knows how that feels. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know what a panic attack was. And I had it in a similar context of, I was in a job where I wasn't feeling fulfilled. It was very high stress. It wasn't aligned with my values. I just kept pushing until one day, my body, I just started getting these chest pains and my left arm just went to sleep and I thought I was dying. And it wasn't on that moment that I actually made a decision to start aligning with my entrepreneurial aspirations. 
This was back in 2014. I still stayed in corporate, but from engineering, I moved to supply chain, which was more aligned with the people aspect, the relationship, the negotiation. And it was because of that panic attack. And it was also a lesson for me to not wait again for crisis to make a decision mm. that I know is aligned with me anyway. So mm-hmm. I love your story. It reminds me of that moment in my life. <laughs> wow. And how powerful too, because your body it was speaking to you. It was yes. t- like begging you to shift. And sometimes those signs, like you say, it's like sometimes it's just a shift or a pivot, like a small one. And sometimes it's a complete rehaul, but the idea is to take it into account and listen. That's actually my word of the year is listen. It just came to me. I was like, what's my word of the year? And it was, it dropped in like, listen. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But listening to your body, listening to the guidance that you receive, whether from people that you trust or even ancestors that have passed on, which my abuela is like very present in how I make decisions in business. She actually started coming to me even more when I started my business, because she's actually the first entrepreneur that I ever met. Oh my God, good chills, really? Yep. Yeah, Abuela has been a part of this journey from the beginning. Yeah, Abuelita Blanca Rosa is the white rose. That's what that translates to. So that's my symbol for her. And I went to an Egyptian restaurant side note on Monday that was like covered in white roses. I'll have to take you next time you're here. She was there. That's such a beautiful thing. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And so if someone's feeling like a little afraid or nervous about making steps to exit a career and do something like passion driven or whatever is coming through your soul, I would say to sit in stillness with your body and like, again, listen to the guidance that you receive, whether that's like, uh, like testing different things out, like, oh, how would it feel for me to stay? And if you feel like a little contracted, like, oh, doesn't feel very good. Or if it feels expansive, then yeah, you can like go ahead and stay. But if you feel like, okay, leaving the job, if that feels like, whoa, like everything opened up in my body, like your body is always sending you signals, whether they're subtle or like in your face, like crisis. <laughs> so, yeah, those. <laughs> yep. And then following through, it's like having those difficult conversations. Like I had to have the difficult conversation with the founder that, hey, like this isn't going to be forever for me. We need to figure out an exit plan and like, putting the steps in place for that and approaching all of those conversations just with a lot of love. Like it's not really about them. This is about you and your soul's journey. And then I would also say the first thing that you end up doing for whether it's your business or a project or anything else that you're passionate about is do it imperfectly. Do it as if it was something that you just splatted on the wall. Like as easy as it it is to like paint a wall by like splatting paint. Like you don't make it look pretty. Don't make it look perfect. Just go like splat. (laughs) Like do something. (laughs) That is so true. When we were talking before we started recording, we were... Or maybe it was when we recorded. I forgot already, Kimberly. See how perfect this is? It's just great. (laughs) It's just an example. It's so true because in entrepreneurship, we are still figuring out our way every single day. Uh, We are striving more for showing up instead of perfection. So in action is what builds that clarity and that momentum so you can continue aligning. So I love that you brought that. Yes, absolutely. I love it. So you did that workshop. You had the conversation. I imagine she was like, okay, we respect what you want. Oh, yeah. Do. Yeah. And we're yeah. so good friends to this day. Like she just had a baby. I'm like, you are amazing. This like 
amazing founder mama, like just so cool to have somebody like her is still an inspiration to what I do every day. But yeah, after the workshop, I actually ended up taking some time off and traveling with my sister and we went all over Asia, Europe, Latin America. And I had already like done a lot of traveling. We like really went balls to the wall on that one. And when I got back, it was okay, let's do this and started taking on new coaching clients and started to pitch the media. And I moved to New York. Like I was guided there. I did something that I call dating cities of like, I knew I could go anywhere. So let's see how I feel in each city that I visit. And it ended up being New York for me. So how was was about that date that you were like, this is the one for me? I love LOL. The one (laughs) ended up like coming so often for different events that were women focused. And I love being around women. Like the nonprofit was very women centric because dance tends to be a women focused world overall, especially before professional dance and stuff like that, like pre-professional and educational dance tends to be like 90% women. (laughs) So I've always loved being surrounded by women and the events that I went to here, just like one of the ones that we went to together, I just noticed that there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, I live down the street or I live in the Upper West Side. I'm like, oh my gosh, like these people like are so used to events like this, that this is like, yeah, just another Friday. And I'm like, I want that. You're like, I want that vibe and environment. Yes. I'm here for that. Yeah, exactly. And so in the fall of 2019, I moved here. And of course, like pandemic stuff, whatever, but I ended up staying and it's been a really fun ride. Like New York is definitely an energy of expansion. That's for sure. I love it. So you workshops, one-on-one coaching clients, you have your free masterclass. There are so many things that you are doing. I know you write a lot and you coach a lot on money mindset. And I was reading one of your articles and you're a wealth of knowledge Someone who is, for example, in their corporate job, right? Or maybe they want to leave and start their own business or they want to start their side hustle. It doesn't have to be leaving corporate or just an entrepreneur who is starting out or maybe later on. Like I feel these money blocks, we all have it at a certain level. What are the top three like money mindset blocks that people have and how do they overcome it? Like based on your experience. Oh my gosh. I have so many that I could talk about and it's so different at every stage of entrepreneurship. You have the beginners, you have the intermediate, like people have been in it five years and then you have experts that have been in it like decades and more. At the very beginning, the thing that I see the most, the number one money block would be how can I charge for this? I love doing it. How can I do that? How could I charge? And so what do I charge? Like they could like landing on a number, any number is going to be the best time that you spend like in your first year of business of like landing on any number. But like, I don't particularly love to tell people to do stuff for free unless it's going to go to the masses and you don't have to like put in your actual time on a one-on-one like basis. So any price tag, just pick a number, any number. And I love to encourage people to double whatever number they first landed on just because usually, and especially women, usually in the very beginning, we'll tend to undercharge for what is an amazing service. And so I want everybody to know how amazing you are and how credible you are. And so whatever number you first thought of, maybe as I was speaking, 
double that. Like if you thought of like 200, it's like double to maybe 500. Like let's like get crazy here. And it's incredible, Kimberly, because the first time I started coaching, okay, and I had my first coaching certification in 2015. I've done a million trainings. I've coached people indirectly, informally. My first client, like the rate that I charge was so low because I didn't have, I didn't have mentorship or a coach or even idea of what I was doing at that moment. And looking back to now, I mean, I was charging so little that I think, yeah, like right now it's like more than five times what I charge at the first time. Isn't that yeah. crazy? But yeah. we started. That's all that matters. That's it. Well, and here's the beautiful thing about that. And if anybody else has experienced something similar, yourself on the back because at least they paid you something and something went from that their is- bank account to yours. Like, that is- that, there that, was an yeah. energetic exchange that happened because I tell you, I mean, free coaching can definitely work in some scenarios. I understand that it's not for everyone to start out as a paid right away. But I really highly encourage you to even just like think about how that would feel in your body to receive money on your first session, which I did. I'm really glad that like you, like I put a price on my offer and like right away was like, yep, this is how you pay me, whatever, like set it all up, be professional. Like even if it's, I've even had clients just do Venmo. Like I'm like, if you don't want to understand the financial, whatever background, I don't recommend doing Venmo forever. I started with them. Now I don't know but I've been there. Right. Yeah. I mean, start, do something. It can be imperfect. And so that's, I feel like the number one money block for people who are just starting out. The people who are maybe kind of in the middle, like they've got their client roster pretty full and blah, blah, blah. See a lot of blocks around, okay, how do I then make the same amount without spending all this time with people? And so I love that my calendar is pretty bare. Like I don't take on many clients. I have a group program that's really fun for me. And I love that. And I love all the clients that I do have. And at the same time, I don't want to be like all over every single day. I want the reason why I started this, of course, is because I value freedom so much. And so another block, I think in the section of like kind of middle entrepreneurship is like, can I really make all that money without like spending actual time doing it? And the answer is yes. (laughs) Oh my God, I love it. Because a lot of people come from a corporate also mindset where you have a structured amount of time for your salary and everyone follows the same formula and then entrepreneurship is all about creation you create mm-hmm. your own thing love that that's beautiful yes amazing third and maybe like with more experienced entrepreneurs or people that have really successful businesses right out the get-go which i've seen happen and i love when it happens it's so exciting I find that the biggest money block is really relishing and melting into the abundance that is surrounding you. Like really just like, yeah, like having a moment like to yourself to at least like shut everything else down and really relish in the abundance, appreciate it, like use it for things that you want to invest in, but like really stop like running and give yourself a moment to appreciate how far you've come. I know workaholism is a big thing in many different industries. It's not just specific to entrepreneurship, but I think when we've been rewarded for hustling and grinding and that's all of that is beautiful. I really encourage that to be kind of the energy that you start something with for sure. Like starting a business will require a little more of that energy, but then as you grow, right. The first few years, like you'll kind of be like, 
see what works. Got to try a bunch of new different things. And as you grow, it'll just become a little easier for you. But what we don't want to do is like make it like more difficult just because you've been in the cycle of that. You know what I mean? Everything has its own challenges and hiring a team and all these other things, but really want people to breathe into the abundance that they have acquired, like breathe into the wealth and really take it in and like relish in it because it's such a gift. And yes, you worked your way to that and all these other things. And also you relaxing into the energy of that, of like, it's already here. And even if you're not at that level yet, even relaxing into the energy of like, oh my gosh, like I have a million dollars in my bank account. It's already here, right? Like that kind of like energy is what we want to be doing business with. Those are kind of the three that I would say are the ones that I see the most. I love it. I appreciate you sharing. And something that at the beginning of my business, I lately have realized that I am completely changing. At the beginning, I felt a certain of attachment to the outcome. When I had a clarity call, which was the call where like, I understand the client's challenges, we determine if we are a good fit, like... If it was a no, which I've had plenty of no's because that's what entrepreneurship is. Yes. If I was a no, I just felt like defeated. Something that I realized is that attachment to the outcome is like stock energy. If you think mm-hmm. of something attached to something, it's just like it doesn't move. It's stuck. I've been seeing myself and I'm as I progress through this entrepreneurial journey that now I'm just showing up, giving my best to the highest intention of the person in the screen to add value to them. If it happens, great. I did my best and I believe I added value. If it doesn't, then it's for the highest intention too. Like I've seen myself evolve into that money mindset. And I don't know, I think it's just incredible to tap into that energy and this takes me to spirituality. What I love about your business is that you integrate this energy healer that you are with business coaching. And I think the two are just tied to the hip because they are all together. Mm-hmm. Tell us this energy plus business coaching. Tell us. Well, it's so funny that you mentioned like your clarity calls because today I was editing a video that is a meditation for sales calls. So like intro calls or whatever, like discovery calls or whatever. And I think I said like those exact words, I'll have to send it to you. Really? <laughs> of like the detachment to the outcome, all these other things and like how it feels in the body to like connect with this person, blah, blah, blah. So we funny. I know, but like we are in sync. And the reason why I agree with you and definitely have made it a big part of who I am, how I sh- in business and in life is because we are the embodiment of like, how else could I say this? Like Shakti and Shiva energy. And so Shakti being that creation energy, the vibes of like, like the juicy yumminess that carries all of us through life. And that keeps us alive, frankly. Like if we didn't have lymph, like the liquid that helps our lymph nodes, if we didn't have blood, if we didn't have like fat and muscle and other tissues, like how would we walk through the world at all? And Shiva is more kind of that manifestation energy of like the things that we want to create, the action that we take to create the things that are going to become into form. And we're an embodiment of both, whether we relate to one over the other more or less or whatever. It's like, it's still part of who we are as people. We all have elements of both. And so 
the way that I like to see it is what I do is like a perfect blend of soul and strategy of like, I'm not going to tell you that this is the exact right way to do X, Y, Z, because I know that this is a way and that your soul is going to guide you to either morph that into your own way or take that way or like discover a completely new way. And having guidance that is clear and direct and strategic along with like somebody who's reflecting your soul back to you. I cannot think of a better blend for anything, like anything I at all. <laughs> I love it. And I love what you said about a guidance because that's what a coach is. We yeah. are like a coach guides you to access your inner wisdom within yourself because we understand that there is not one perfect way to do things and we are also projecting as coaches we are still human beings we have our filters but we have the tools the questioning skills everything to guide you there so I love that that you mentioned that aspect of coaching coaching is not mentorship yeah there can be a blend of mentorship but it's mainly guiding you on how to access those answers within yourself I love it yeah and to be like frank about it all too like sometimes it's stuff that cannot be said like, right. Of like, I find that you have this element to yourself too, of like this kind of healer type energy of like, we kind of intuit, right. We have intuitive hits about what's going on and like what they need to hear. And we're also being guided as the guide. It's this like cyclical process of everyone being guided all at once. And like the divine is involved and our ancestors are involved and like all these other things. The beautiful part too, is that the energy behind all of this is sometimes unspoken and like at times unconsciously I guess the wall between you and what you want. And so, for example, I did a podcast interview on Tuesday with somebody who just started her podcast and she decided, oh, it'll be fun if like we just do like a kind of demonstration of the energy healing. And so why I love energy healing for entrepreneurs specifically, and of course, business coaching falls into that when it's time for that. But if I feel like there's something like there's resistance to an outcome, like we've been talking about, or we feel like there's something like, a limitation on the money that they think they can make, or they're really upset about something a client did or something a colleague did. And I feel like there's just stuck energy. Like I'll usually ask them, okay, where do you feel that in your body? And we'll dive in together. And me as a practitioner, of course, I have like different techniques and all these other things to help them get it out of their system as fast as possible. And as lovingly as possible, because we're not trying to like, like out of here, we're trying to like, soothe the nervous system and make sure that any energy that's not serving you is replaced with energy that is right. And I think we've all felt moments where we've been so light in the body and so open and expansive and everything flows better when your channel is open. And for this particular podcast host, it was so interesting because it was there. It was like, Oh, like it didn't want to let go. Oh, like 20 minutes with her. And I was like, I have a feeling it's right on the brink. And then it went right then to wow. her throat. And she's like, oh, it's in my throat. I'm like, okay, open your mouth. Let's take it out. Like energy moves in ways that are so interesting and subtle. But when we really tune in, it's so simple. Like even I was just editing another YouTube video today. LOL. All of the YouTube videos. Oh, <laughs> were, it's, website. 
right? All of that stuff. Oh my God, the website's so good. Anyways, if you put your hand on top of your head, but like a little bit above, like not actually touching, usually you'll feel feel either a cool breeze or like heat. And if you feel a cool breeze, it's like your channel's open. What do you feel right now? Yeah, I feel like something more like dance. There is Mm -hmm. something there. In terms of temperature, I feel like more cool. Yeah, not warm, more cool. Yeah, just sending. I'm receiving it. I just love all the energy stuff. I know. It's so powerful. And the ways that I think can make it really tangible is like when we put it into practice for our daily lives and daily business duties, right? And that's where the magic, again, going back to this blend, this duality, that's where the magic lies. When you feel like, OMG, I am so magnetic. My energy is like off the hook. Like that just, there's nothing blocking you from where you want to go. That's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> and ultimately what we're always going for. Exactly. And when you're in that moment, what I feel is that I start observing more synchronicities or signs as communication of like, hey, you're in the right path. And I just love Googling the numbers. Mm-hmm. All the numbers say the same. Okay, your spiritual guides, they are telling you that you're in the right path. <laughs> no matter what number it is, that's my conclusion. <laughs> yeah. like, like, keep going. <laughs> keep going. You're in the right path. Okay, got it. I feel that's motivated. So that's so funny. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. What are your go-to daily practices? Because it's funny mm-hmm. that you started talking about that because I was thinking that I was going to ask you that. So again, we are fully connected here. So I, as a daily practice, move my body in some way every day. This does not have to mean like, I actually never go to the gym. (laughs) I mean, you're amazing. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I mean, it just doesn't call to me in the way that I think it calls to other people. Like some people love the gym. Like my sister loves the gym. She loves weightlifting. She loves like all that stuff. I'm like, I look at the machines and I, they're all gray and boring to me. And I'm just like, <laughs> you dance really well. I mean, she's a dancer. You need to follow her on Instagram. When she's dancing, she's like on the floor, on top of the ceiling, like everywhere, everywhere you'll find. Exactly. I mean, I think, I don't know, maybe that's why I just feel so deeply connected to my body and how I move it, that I feel like the things that have worked best for me are things like dance or free flowing like stretching and yoga and cardio that gets me excited, like cardio that's like, I don't even know that I'm exercising type stuff. Like I love going to the discoteca and like bouncing to perreo. Like I am like into that. Like I will get ratchet on a dance floor all the way. (laughs) That's like the best practice, I guess. I mean, maybe not at like 9 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, there's no these fun thing that's open except for like Daybreaker, but that's like every what like four months. Either way, like your own dance party or your own movement practice, I will say, because energy, there's so many different ways to move it and to get unstuck if you feel like you're in a rut or you're just not quite sure what's going on, you're not getting what you want, or things are not going quite the way that you want them to, is a great way to move energy sound as well, movement. And then of course, energy healing practices, maybe with a practitioner, but anything like breath work is going to be really great to kind of activate all the different nadis and the channels in your body. Sound is amazing when you have like throat stuff happening. Like I know that some people, my mom, for example, always has stuck energy, not always, of course, but a lot of times if she's feeling off, she'll have some stuck energy in her throat. And so sound and voicing things out, whether that's singing or 
yelling even like anything that kind of gets the sound and the energy moving through your body using your whole diaphragm by the way because that'll really help to kind of clear the energetic channels and movement which i think movement is the one thing that i do every day in some way shape or form because our bodies are meant to move and movement gets blood flowing through the body which means and the blood carries energy like that's like what carries a lot of the energy in our bodies anyways and so for example i just learned this orgasm is like when there's a lot of blood flow to that specific region and then all of a sudden we'll like lift and leave the region and apparently that's like orgasm like that's what's happening on a physical level Yeah. yeah so because that's the case, not just yeah. for root chakra orgasms, but also for energetic orgasms. Cause I've had a heart gasm before, like, Oh, what else do they call that? Like an energetic orgasm in my heart chakra. And it felt the same. So I'm assuming that maybe, <laughs> and it feels the same like, technique. I know, I'm like, right? Like what is going on? Okay. This is like very advanced energy stuff. <laughs> I know this heart gasm energy girl. It was, I believe it. Like, I really feels like that, like yeah. a release, like a total energetic release. Like you open up yeah. your, like a deep breath that you didn't actually take in. Like it came through you. This breath from the divine is like, opens yeah. your body up. And it feels like ecstasy. It's like mm-hmm. catharsis. Orgasm. I was going to tell you something. Yeah. Usually we think of sexual energy when it comes to orgasms, but there are many spiritual practices that really seek to develop that state, that orgasmic energy. We are going super advanced here, but even in men, like there are many spiritual practices where men don't have to ejaculate in order to have an orgasm. Just exactly what you explain orgasm is. It's just that energy that gets there and then just leaves, right? Yes. Yes. It is wild to think of. It is wild to study this part. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just one part. It's interesting too, because that's just one way that energy like felt extremely right yeah. for people. <laughs> people like really I love, feel that. Yeah. I love <laughs> says, talking about orgasms. I mean, this is what I love about our conversation. <laughs> but I mean, there are so many people that they haven't explored that energy of joy and happiness in an orgasmic way too. I think it's very mm-hmm. relevant. You access that, the more you can attract abundance too in a financial and everything way, every single thing. Absolutely, becoming orgasmic in many ways. Like it's like (laughs) money orgasm, food orgasm, like the pleasure that you get. I tell you, that Egyptian restaurant on Monday with all those white roses, I'm like, when I put that food in my mouth, I was like, orgasm. Like it's just (laughs) we need to start a group group coaching called orgasm or something. (laughs) Oh my god. Like you're so right. Like when we are able to feel pleasure in our bodies in various different ways. Like this could be sensory pleasure of like even massages and like even drinking water is pleasurable when we like really take the time to like sip and be like, yum, I love my H2O, listening to music. And I know you've been like hyped on Shakira recently. Okay. (laughs) I feel like if you haven't listened at the latest Shakira song with this rap, it is strong, my friends. Okay. But (laughs) to me, it's like so empowering that Mm -hmm. you, of that way mm-hmm. these are strong words okay disclaimer there but i've never seen shakira that way so i'm gonna assume there are things that happen that we don't know 
So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And also love when we are surprised by artists or anybody really. I didn't realize that was which is like what happened, I guess, with me and like spirituality stuff. It's like, ah, like people like I didn't realize that this was a part of what you did. And that's when I realized I needed to be a lot more public about what I did with clients in private or on my own in private. And I think linking back to the journey, whatever people feel like they might be, oh, that's a little weird or a little taboo, or I'm not sure I should say those things. I've said things that people have had reactions to for sure. Like even the word witch, which roots back to the phrase Wicca, but not Wicca. There's another one. Basically there's a root word that means wise woman. And all that you want to do whenever you're speaking of things that are taboo is bring the wisdom through you. And people who are open to it will hear the truth, whatever truth that is for them. I believe everything can coexist like religion and spirituality and non-religion, non-spiritual, all the things coexist because here we are, we're alive today in the planet and who knows how the hell we got here anyways, but we're here and we're living, breathing souls. And there's beautiful elements to all of these practices, all of these rituals, anything that you feel is meant to come through you, like Shakira and this different dimension of her artistry, whatever you feel like is meant to come out into the world and surprise people, please, whatever you do, whether you're in business for yourself or not, keep surprising yourself and others with the things that are in your soul. Because I know for a fact, if you're listening to this and you're in Janet's world, that you've got so much to offer and you have so many different fun. Like I'm wearing this rainbow sweatshirt thing today. I'm like all the colors of the rainbow. Okay. Like that's what we're here to exemplify for everybody is making sure that we don't cut any parts of ourselves off just because we don't think it'll fit. Oh my God, that is such a powerful way to conclude this episode, Kimberly. I need to bring you back. We need to talk about more topics because I feel we can have podcast episode for a year between you and I talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I really appreciate you being here. I always conclude with a rapid fire question. Yes, hit me. To all my guests and ask you is literally whatever comes to mind, the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I am ready. What's your favorite book? (gasps) The Alchemist by Khalil Gibran. Have you read that? No, I've heard Oh my God. Okay, I'll send it. Red. Ay, perdón. Oh my God. Alchemist, Paolo Colón. No, I mix it up. The Prophet, not the Alchemist. The the Prophet. prophet. I heard Susie Moore talking about it, but I I haven't read it. The Prophet by Khalil Gibran is my favorite book. The Alchemist, of course, is like in maybe like the top 20 or so. Love myself some Paolo, but like the Prophet, yo, I don't know what it is. It's just, I love it. Mystical, like beautiful, everything. I love it. I love it. I'm excited to check it out. Who is your biggest role model? <laughs> yes, girl, Queen, Queen B, obviously. <laughs> What's the most important piece of advice you would give to your younger self? All that energy that I had coiled up in me as a crazy, like crazy little girl was definitely meant for something. <laughs> like oh is and was like definitely part of the soul's journey and is a beautiful part. Of uh, who I am. A lot of trust. Trust in what you feel. Yes. Trust your body, mind, everything. Just trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Where can our amazing audience find Kimberly? Tell us about it. 
Yeah. So my website is www.kimberlyluck.com. So my first name, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y, last name, L-U-C-H-T.com. And everything is there. I just changed the homepage photo, y'all. Y'all, you have to go see it. <laughs> it was like fire. <laughs> I was checking it out and I'm like, Kimberly, I feel that energy through that website. No, it is fire you need to check it out oh my god I'm still like feeling the energy yes yes thank yeah. you so much Kimberly I really appreciate you. you have so much like wealth of knowledge and your energy I'm sure our listeners readers whoever is out there they can feel you and those are the best people to have in our lives thank you so much Kimberly I really appreciate it thank you Janet always a pleasure Love you. And thank you to our listeners. If you found this helpful, please share it with your friends and families. Let's spread the empowerment, the light, and all the vibes. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening at With Clarity and Purpose. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sharing is caring. Please share with your friends and family so we can continue building an empowered community together. I'll see you next week.